1: You might actually be the most derivative one of all. I mean, Christ, the same house. Maybe so. But you forgot the first rule of surviving a stab movie
2: never answer the. I'm bored. Wait!
0: Okay, Joe, ready?
1: Well, uh, I feel like we have some housekeeping that we need to do to make sure everyone understands how this works.
0: I meant ready for housekeeping, not ready to start the movie, so I I should have been more clear. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, (sighs) so
1: folks, we do audio commentaries on our Patreon once a month, and we've got a kind of scripted intro that will help to make sure that we're all synced up, and of course, if anyone wants to imbibe along with us, because of course, for some of you, it's late at night and for the rest of us it's maybe mid to early afternoon so it's a saturday we should we should have something
0: vodka filled in our horror queers commemorative (laughs) thermoses
1: (laughs) okay so i'm gonna lead most of this audio commentary is what i'm hearing that's fine (laughs) (laughs)
0: all
1: right so trace how does this work
0: yeah everyone so basically um just technical standpoint so um joe and i both have our movies um queued up subtitles turned on and volume turned all the way down. So our audio will not like bleed over into this recording. You are of course free to watch the movie with your audio up. Obviously you don't want it to be so loud that you cannot hear me and Joe speaking. So, you know, use that as your best judgment. We both have a Blu-ray. So our movie, when it starts, like it goes right to the universal logo. So make sure that whatever version you're watching, like it just goes straight into the universal logo. Uh, We will count down when we are ready to go. We will go three, two, one, play and on the word play joe what are we all going to do
1: we're all gonna hit play
0: we're all gonna hit play <laughs> um, but before we do that why don't we discuss these drinking games that you have so cleverly made for us joe absolutely so folks
1: we have three different tiers as usual and we're going to take a sip whenever we see a split diopter. So uh, that's basically when you can really clearly see the foreground and the background of the film. It's going to be quite obvious when it happens. But uh, Ronnie you is quite fond of them in this film.
0: Yes. Um. This is also a, a, a filmmaking term that I feel like has really become popular in like, maybe not mainstream audiences, but like people know what a split diopter shot is now because I feel like this just get, get, they get used so much more often now. But right Okay, so we are also going to take a sip when either Martha Stewart or Tiffany's mother is mentioned in the film.
1: Yes, uh, that's why it's a one-sip rule, because it happens yes. a little more often than you realize. <laughs> so we're also going to take two sips whenever another horror movie is referenced. And I feel like, Trace, this is going to be the one that we struggle with the most.
0: See, okay, y- y'all, I mean peek behind the curtains. Because we don't hear these things, I'm actually really bad at the... um the audio cues because like it's you know reading subtitles and watching the movie. Nevertheless, um if we miss one, feel free to call us out or just ignore it and keep drinking yourself um responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> We're also going to take two sips whenever someone dies. And um for John Ritter, his final death. We're not going to do the first like attack of the nails, but you know
1: well, maybe you won't. Maybe I will. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, folks, we're going to chug our drink, of course, near the end of the film. In this case, we're going to wait until Glenn and Glenda are born.
0: Yes. And I think that's really all the housekeeping we have. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Also, anyone else feel old that this is uh 25 years old?
1: <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Not my favorite feeling, but I will say it was interesting watching this movie and realizing that it's like, oh, this movie and Urban Legend are both, like, 25 years old this year. Did I get that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, you know, I think I've mentioned this on, because we do have an episode on this movie on our main feed, um, but this is, a uh, when the trailer for this movie was released, my family had just gotten a Windows 98 computer that we use as a family in our upstairs office, and this is one of the very first trailers I watched on the internet when I was, I would have been, like, nine years old when this came out, and all, it's, like, choppy, choppy glory. <laughs> oh, boy. Buffering, buffering, buffering. Dial-up internet. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> it's horrible, okay, everyone. um, I think that's enough time if you don't have the movie queued up yet um good luck now you're just listening to us. <laughs> you're just gonna listen to us, which is fine yeah. <laughs> um okay, Joe, you got your movie movie queued up? I'm ready all right, so we we'll go three, two one play, three, two, one play. I'm
1: so proud of him folks i've I've been training him for years to figure out how to leave adequate spaces in between the counting,
0: so the thing is like i'm I, I have no rhythm, um, so I'm not good at doing beats uh, between things. So I'll be like, three, two, one, play. Um, <laughs> also, immediately we have Grand Revels' score for this. I actually meant to grab my vinyl copy because uh, they just released a vinyl of this score for the first time ever, uh, either earlier this year or late last year, and the artwork on it is beautiful.
1: Hmm. All right. Yeah, I love that you've gotten
0: into vinyl, keeping outdated forms of media alive. Yeah, I definitely did not spend $3,000 on vinyls in 2022. Oh, boy. (laughs) Immediately, though, take a drink because we are referencing horror movies right off the bat. We got Jason's Mask, Chainsaw, Michael Myers, Freddy's Glove. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a a little surprised they could do this because those aren't universal properties. But I guess maybe they're like that the items themselves aren't trademarked for their respective villains.
1: Uh, you know, if I hadn't locked my husband in his crate, I would have asked him since he used to work in IP. But I have a feeling that because they are iconic images associated with horror films, but they are not properties like they're not exclusive properties. Like you can't just say, oh, I see a, a chainsaw. That must mean Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. I think you can do it.
0: I guess the because oh, yeah, because the, the Michael Myers mask started as a William Shatner mask. So it's like, right. ch- sure. Um Tricky. This movie, too, right? So this is coming out, what, five years after? Oh, God, no, I think maybe even seven years after Child's Play 3. I think that was 91. Um, (laughs) That was a super quick turnaround. I think that came out nine months after Child's Play 2. Didn't do well critically or commercially. And so that's why it took so long. We actually have Scream to thank for this movie. 100% yeah I mean I think Don Mancini is tipping his
1: hat at the direction the franchise and this particular film is going to go in with that opening sequence right it's like we're playful we're subversive we're going to be self-referential now and yeah it's 100% you know oh I didn't have any ideas after three but hmm Scream maybe changed the game a little bit
0: I mean and here's the thing like you know here's our introduction to Tiffany that's about to happen but like Mm -hmm. this is I mean, I feel like we talk about Chucky in in terms of like horror iconography and I just she's so good. <laughs> Jennifer Tilly is so good in this movie. I love that she's stuck with this franchise since right. this came out. Um mm-hmm. and also like I've never interviewed her myself, but uh she's always been very like supportive of this franchise, yeah. which is more than we can say for some horror actors, specifically some in this film. <laughs> <laughs> wow
1: okay um we're going hot take and very like spilling of the tea early on yeah. But yeah i mean you're you're not wrong i didn't realize that she and Don mancini didn't know each other super well before this film like he wrote this with her voice in his mind as mm-hmm. like a great addition but they they didn't really have a relationship before that
0: Well, that's I mean, like, you know, doing research on this. It was interesting because, yeah, he wanted her to do it. But it was Gina Gershon, uh, Jennifer Tilly's co-star in The Wachowskis' amazing film Bound. Mm -hmm. She was the one that was like, go do that. (laughs) Go do that killer doll movie.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. You know what? Get that paycheck. Also, I'm going to take a drink, folks. We've got a dead body. In case you were wondering, that was Rebecca Gayhart's fiance from Urban Legend
0: yes oh my god yes that is exactly who that is but he he has more screen time in this movie because he's like he does just dead Mm
2: -hmm.
0: (laughs) um licking of the blood by the way jennifer tilly's idea Mm -hmm. mm-hmm uh okay this being her first line though cool
1: <laughs> oh yes i forgot we're gonna be doing tilly voices throughout this aren't we
0: oh I, I i think that's the best i can do i really can't do the tilly voice work work that throat girl come on you've had a whole month to practice this is such a great opening i see yeah someone's iconic iconic introduction this is so good uh Oh, God. Who, what's the song? It's, uh, it's Rob, Rob Zombie's Zombie, Living Dead Girl. Living Dead Girl. Sorry. Tracing
1: and his inability to do I music. don't know music,
0: y'all. I, <laughs> this might be the only Rob Zombie song that I actually know, and it's only because it's in this movie. Oh,
1: my God. Dracula is right
0: there. It, was that in a movie?
1: You know what? We'll We'll talk about it later. <laughs> but yes, no, it is honestly such a fantastic opening to a film that... I don't know about you, Trace. Like, you didn't really have a relationship with Child's Play because they were all R-rated, so they you know, all hadn't rated, been yeah. able to watch them. But, I mean, I knew of Chucky. I hadn't really watched any of them because I hadn't really come to horror uh, mm-hmm. until, like, mid-'90s. But this was definitely a case of three felt like the franchise was done. Like, Mancini yeah. was out of ideas. It felt like there was no interest in this killer doll movie. So this... The fact that we get this movie and then it reignites everything to the point that we still now have a Chucky TV show
0: yeah, is
1: just so fucking important.
0: Yeah. I, we, we, and this, because this is basically a soft reboot, right? Because we're not dealing with Andy yeah. Barclay in this. Like, nope. technically, I think you could watch this movie if this was your first child's play film and you would be able to mm-hmm. come into it like and be like, yeah, I get it. Also, we have the lovely newspaper clippings helping us out. Right. It's interesting, I'm going back to a personal story, though, like, uh, so my dad always, because, yeah, I wasn't allowed to watch R-rated movies, so my dad would, like, basically, like, recite the plots of these movies, like, to mm-hmm. me as a kid, and I could just imagine them in my head. Well, as a kid, you know, when you are told, oh, yeah, this red-headed doll named Chucky, Um, I grew up watching Rugrats on Nickelodeon. So, oh, I had right. this image. Well, also for a doll, I imagine like a Barbie doll size, like type doll oh, that looks like Chucky like from very the Very tiny, Rats. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the box art for Child's Play 3 is just Chucky's like angry face. And I remember mm-hmm. seeing that at um, like a local video store when I was a kid, and it freaked me the fuck out.
2: Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look at this fucking doll, he's scary. Ugh.
0: It's... I love this new design for Chucky, too. I, I I am kind of happy that we've moved back into, like, non-stitched-up Chucky, but, uh,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. You mean, like, our, our beautiful little doll? Did you not bring your Chucky in? Oh, I thought you yes, said sir, you were going to show him.
0: I'm sitting on my bed. Uh, <laughs> I have... I have not brushed his hair recently at all, um, but this is my Chucky doll.
1: The slander. (laughs) He looks like you have put him through a food processor.
0: He's been living in my closet. I don't have a good place to display. I need to get like an actual like doll case to just display in my apartment somewhere. I mean, please don't. That sounds terrifying. (laughs) That's how the horror movie begins. (laughs) Uh, by the way, uh, we have a Canadian actor, Gordon Michael Wolvit, playing David here, and, Mm -hmm. uh, this is a pretty formative character for you, Joe, I believe, in your burgeoning queerness.
1: This is true, yeah. So, you know, as queer people, we often have crushes that we don't always understand before we kind of come to our queerness, unless you were lucky enough to realize that you were queer very early on, but, yeah, you know, in 1998, this guy with his frosted tips his boy band looks he was very important to me being like why do i have an interest in this character (laughs) he is very clearly just the gay sidekick in
0: this movie and yet when he goes splat it was like really wrong (laughs) I was very upset. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, and Xenomorph, I will answer your question. Um, no, we do not have the Trick or Treat Studios dolls. Mm-hmm. Both of these dolls were sent to us courtesy of, I believe, Sci-Fi um, when yes. Chucky was premiering. And mm. because the Trick or Treat Studio dolls are five hundred bucks a pop, only a very yeah. select group of critics got those. Everyone else got the uh, Party City style dolls to the BDIs. So that is why we do not have the Trick or Treat Studio dolls.
1: This is true. But you know what? We do love them, and we're very thankful that we were given them. Because Oh, yeah, you know, it's.
0: <laughs> we don't want to see them unappreciative. No, I was very – no, the funny thing was I love this doll. I think it's great. But mm-hmm. whenever I posted a, a picture of this on Instagram, like, it, it's like my most liked Instagram post, but because people were shitting on me being like, why don't you have the Trick or Treat Studios doll? So right. thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> Trace is obviously still – feeling the pain i just kept getting notifications being like (laughs) why don't you have the bad the good doll and i was like (laughs) because
1: (laughs) yeah the way that you can tell is that the arms and the legs don't bend
0: (laughs) yes um katherine heigl by the way so i here we go here we go <laughs> okay here's the thing like uh, I, the one i mentioned earlier so Catherine heigl has not spoken very kindly about this movie um that is per no. don mancini who is still a little bit kind of um like you know not this is bitter. true when we
1: talked to him he was kind of like girl it's time to like make amends and reach out to me and apologize because a this movie is
0: good and also b like yeah, I was helping you. you like. It's also the, the second most successful child's play film um, box office wise. Um, of course, right. like, you know, after this, we get Seed of Chucky and then it goes straight to video after that. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I I would have been watching her. I think she got Roswell like right after this this opened. So I grew up watching her on yeah. Roswell. And then, of course, right. Grey's Anatomy.
1: Here's the thing. We I think we talked about this in our episode as well. But the reality is, is that. We don't like women who speak their minds. We immediately deem them as difficult or hard to work with or bitches or the C-word. And I, I do get the impression that she can sometimes come off as ungrateful as a result. But at the same time, I mean... I do admire the fact that she says, you know, yeah, don't nominate me for awards when I wasn't given much to do in a season or mm, yeah. I don't think that movie very good. Like, I find it a bit refreshing. Now, I don't like her opinion about this movie, but it's also because I do like this movie.
0: To be fair, so what happened to her, she was on a talk show, and I think she was doing rounds for Grey's Anatomy, and they brought up a picture right. of her with the Chucky doll, and they were like, hey, so, you know, you were in this crazy movie when you first started working, and right. it was clearly meant to be like a, so how do you feel about being in this lowbrow horror movie now that you're famous Always. on Grey's Anatomy?
2: Always. So her
0: reaction was very much like a, oh, you yeah. know, like, gotta pay the bills. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Which, I mean, the reality is a lot of actors do it. I just don't think you need to be like, ooh, it's a bad movie. It's like, yeah, I did what I need to do to pay the bills, and I'm glad people liked the movie. Also, go ahead. I know you want to talk about her hitting oh, the doll. <laughs> no,
0: I just awake, 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 awake. Also,
1: not at all a reference to a certain trio of witches a muck a muck a muck
0: oh i pfft, probably maybe not, maybe uh i don't know i also if you look very closely that voodoo for dummies book is uh written by don mancini <laughs> is it really that's so <laughs> it's fun. not really but like on the right. cover it does say by don mancini
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh also queer connection alexis arquette entering the movie
1: there we go. Yeah. I was going to wear a mesh tank top in honor of Alexis Arquette and also because it was pride. And then I put it on and I basically just looked like a sausage. Um, so I was just like, mm, maybe not today. Maybe <laughs> one day that tank top will come out. But we'll leave the looks to Alexis Arquette.
0: Uh, also, Jennifer Tilly, like, I think Jennifer Tilly's already had two costume changes in this movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I think she kills the cop and then changes her outfit, which is like... Full diva behavior. Well,
0: because she has like like the leather kind of get up in the first scene, but then when she's Mm -hmm. pulling out all the doll stuff, she's wearing this like um this robe with like these these huge sleeves on them, and now she's in this like sexy little get up.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, it it's very nineteen ninety eight. How often Chucky references her weight and how like if women get fat or when they get old and that kind of stuff. Like it was what we did in the late nineties. But when you look at Jennifer Tilly in this movie, like. I think that there were a number of queer women who probably had very important experiences around her because she is fucking hot.
0: Oh, yeah. No, she is so sexy in this movie. I, oh, God, she's really on my bucket list of people I would just love to, like, sit and have a drink with and talk to because I bet she's a fascinating interview. My God. Her and Gina Gershon. Let's just get them together. (laughs) Have you ever seen um, Bullets Over Broadway? Because that's what she got her Oscar nomination for. I have not. I'm a bad gay. I think it's a Woody Allen film, so you know Aww. y'all intercede with caution. But like, I I've always wanted to see it because yeah, that's her Oscar-nominated performance. Hmm. Um, I love this under the leg shot too.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think the
0: shot we're about to get with this spider when it falls on Damian's face, uh, I mm-hmm. think I think it looks CGI or maybe it's like um like superimposed on top of it. it doesn't look quite right r- like a yeah, like when she's holding it, it does, but when it falls mm-hmm. in a second, um, I think it looks kind of fake, or maybe it's just the lighting. But hold on, maybe. maybe. Uh... Oh, yeah, you're right. But I want—I only bring it up because um, they only use about two dozen CGI shots in this film. Everything right. else is practical, and with the exception of, I believe, this scene, all the CGI is used to enhance the film. It's never just like a a CGI. And yes, Mitch, right. you are correct. Damien was originally written for Marilyn Manson, but he said no. Um, hmm. So per Don Mancini, they just ripped off his act.
1: <laughs> yeah, which honestly, age is much better.
0: Yeah, I think so. Oh, well, yeah, g- given <laughs> you mean given all the accusations against Marilyn Manson? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, just just a few of those. <laughs> just a little bit. I also think it, it plays into the spirit of the film, right? Where you look at him And you can think, oh, okay, he's just living an alternative lifestyle or you see, oh, we're being metacritical of a Marilyn Manson type figure. So I think it plays into multiple meanings for the film.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I saw Child's Play 2 before I saw this movie, but this is definitely one that once it started airing on cable, like it aired Mm -hmm. all the time. And so interesting when I was probably 10 or 11, I did see this eventually for the first time edited for TV, but they don't edit out when he asks for a or uh, when she says menage a trois. <laughs> and I asked my dad what a menage a trois was and he was like, where the fuck did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> don't you speak French? <laughs> oh boy. This doll, by the way,
1: 200 mm-hmm. pounds. Oof. Yeah, I remember when we were talking to Don for our Cult of Chucky episode, he did talk about like just the kind of evolution of how the dolls have functioned in the films and the television show, but, um, It was really interesting getting to watch those Chucky screeners before they aired because we would get to see the puppeteers puppeteers, working with the dolls. And like it's still very intensive. Like there's often six or seven of them on screen kind of manipulating Mm -hmm. various parts. But I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, how often do you need to make a doll that moves in the way that Chucky does? So these prototypes would have been heavy.
0: And a Xenomorph, this version would have been censored, but menage trois isn't something that's censored in the U.S. Like they censor well, fuck it's, and shit, but menage yeah. trois, is, it's not a curse word.
1: It's not a swear. It's just yeah. a. <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, we've not commented on the size of this trailer, but I it's will. It's
2: enormous. <laughs>
1: every, every time we see that she has a full bathtub in here, I just kind of love this movie a little bit more. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, this, because I, I believe over half of the film was shot in a soundstage. Um, in Toronto, right. by the way, and mm-hmm. you'll mm-hmm. love this because uh, I did watch Ronnie use commentary yesterday. And he, he says, oh, yeah, we shot this in Toronto, Canada.
1: <laughs> wow. Don't think that gets you off the hook. But also, yes, uh, technically, this film could be considered Canadian, which is all the more appropriate that Mitch asked us to talk about this for So Home Horror, because it is actually Canada Day here today. So oh, fine. happy CanCon.
0: Well, because because this was shot in Toronto, they had to use like a certain percentage of their, of their staff and actors yes. like, had to be Canadian. So mm-hmm. most of the actors in this movie are Canadian actors, uh, including Jennifer Tilly, actually. This is
1: true, which is a fact I didn't know until his most recent rewatch. <laughs> well, I mean, usually we say things like, oh, uh, Jim Carrey and uh, other people like that. You know, Ryan Gosling. Those are our famous Canadians. Like, we, we mm-hmm. shit on people like Jennifer Tilly because she's, quote unquote, not in prestige films.
0: Uh, Jennifer Tilly also has a new nudity clause in her contract, which right. was interesting it must have been implemented after bound because you right. definitely see her titties in that movie mm-hmm. but uh you can see she gets a little bit ooh. of a nip slip in this scene it, doing. oh god yeah it hurts.
1: <laughs> like i i think that this is such a great example of violence that really really hurts because it's like it i don't know like I think it's ridiculous that that's the most gore we're going to get out of this death sequence before Chucky effectively smothers this character to death. Like, the idea of a doll sitting on a pillow to kill a human being is very funny to me.
0: Look, well, he he doesn't look 200 pounds, right? Like, he looks like a pretty light doll.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Actually, I'm sorry, we have him, so he is a very light doll.
1: <laughs> this is true, yeah. You can one-hand him for sure. Ta-da! Ugh. We haven't talked at all about Brad Dourif's vocal performance, but I wonder what it's like to be an actor where, you know, he had very limited screen time in that first film, and then over the course of his career, this is one of the things he's become known for, but it's still just that thing where, you know, he probably comes in, does it like five or six days in an audio booth, and then
0: pieces out. So you're close, actually. So both he and Tilly were in the recording booth for three days. And Wild. all of the recording takes place before filming even starts. Mm-hmm. So um, Tilly was acting um in this movie actually already in all of her all vocal recordings right weirdly enough though and so talk about like a rush job they started filming this movie in april of 98 and had to have it in theaters by its october 16th release date
1: holy shit i do not like that the fact that this movie even makes sense is impressive. that's what i'm
0: saying <laughs> well especially dealing with all this, i mean like you know they have like what nine puppeteers per doll um they, they had like pre-programmed facial expressions for chucky but they would mm-hmm. have to do it on the fly sometimes based on ad libbing, or if they're right. reshooting the scene so it's i mean i don't envy the job work on this but I, honestly i think this film is shot very stylishly i mean i don't think we've mm-hmm. mentioned a split die after shot yet but no and
1: i'm i'm definitely sure that we have missed at missed least <laughs> a couple by this point but um yes uh credit to kevin yeager who of course would go on to try his hand at directing a couple of different films. He is a special effects and makeup artist. You know, I obviously know him from the failed Hellraiser Bloodline.
0: Yes, but um, I also know him as the husband of seventh heaven mom, Catherine Hicks. Oh, I'm sorry. Also, child's play one mom, <laughs> Catherine Hicks.
1: <laughs> so maybe that's how we got this
2: gig.
0: I, I no, I think they met. Uh, I think they met on the film because he was doing the, the makeup, the effects in the um the first film.
2: Mm, hmm. Hmm.
1: Okay,
0: so John Ritter, by the way, (laughs) I was gonna
1: say yeah, we've not talked about Nick Stabile or John Ritter. John Ritter is just so fucking good in this movie. I will say when he dies, I always feel like he dies too early in this movie because he's giving such a campy delicious performance. Like I really miss his energy once he's gone
0: yeah I, I agree um i actually didn't grow i didn't watch three's company a ton as a kid no. but um i did watch his abc sitcom with katie seagal uh the eight symbol rules for Damon, my teenage oh, daughter. oh
1: god that was on forever wasn't it
0: well yeah but he died like during it and so mm-hmm. they replaced him with oh god james oh like katie seagal's dad like james garner or something came in as like the,
2: next, oh, okay. like the
1: grandpa oh i see i see okay hmm mm-hmm. Any thoughts on Soapstar Nick Stabile?
0: Every time, I think that I know him from something, and I Mm -hmm. don't. Like, I I don't know this actor at all, but he's very pretty. So pretty, yeah.
1: He gives off, like, big, like, I'm hot and dumb energy in this movie, (laughs) which I think is essential, right? Like, Jesse and... um, Oh, my God. He's so blind. I've forgotten his name. What's his character name? Jesse and Jade. Jesse. There we go. Jade. The, J- <laughs> the Devil Jays. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's tough, right? Because they're the less exciting characters in this movie. Whenever we're on them, we're typically not on Tiffany and Chucky, which makes us want to be with Tiffany and Chucky. So, uh,
0: Agreed, Liz, about John Ritter and Buffy playing the robot Ted. I think that was, was that season one, maybe two. Maybe it was two
1: uh yeah very early in the run i think that actually might have been my introduction to him
0: really mm-hmm. interesting i think my parents <sighs> talked about split after there oh, split we go doctor. split after go, go. <laughs> <laughs> well you know it's funny though because do you know the premise of three's company is that he's living with two girls but he has to pretend mm-hmm. to be gay because the landlord won't let them live like, like won't let a man and a woman cohabitate in the same apartment together right
1: yes which is a premise that we would not make a TV show of
0: nowadays. No, no, but I think it was considered pretty progressive in the seventies or maybe the yeah, you know, the seventies. Right.
1: I'm sure there were no stereotypes on display.
0: Oh yeah, I'm sure it was totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. So okay, was Tiffany's endgame like was she going to keep him as a doll the whole time? Was that was that her plan?
1: Uh, It's unclear, but I think she definitely wanted to get that ring on it before she was going to entertain ideas of maybe bringing him back into a human body. But she did kind of seem open to the idea of just hanging out with a plastic doll for the rest of her
0: life. I want this robe of hers so bad.
1: (laughs) Mm hmm. It definitely is giving expensive Hot Topic, and I like that for her.
0: Oh, oh, God, man. Hot Topic now, I think, is mostly just movie merchandise, like like right. that kind of stuff. Like, it's not really like the goth punk store that I remember. I mean, maybe that's Spencer's, actually. Uh, I don't know.
1: I wouldn't know. Well, ask me the last time I went to the mall.
2: Oh,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: also, we have characters smoking front and center in a movie, The Good Days.
1: Well, but she's a villain, don't forget. So it's a little bit more acceptable.
0: Well, that's kind of the interesting thing to me, though, because I mean, like, look, like, Chucky was always, like, the star of these films, but he was never the protagonist of these films. And so what I love that this movie does is, yeah, it makes Tiffany and Chucky the protagonist. Jade and Jesse, like, are such just not i mean they're there as literal
2: bodies
1: (laughs) right yes they they advance the plot by literally driving other characters (laughs) to their destination but you know it's fun that this is also a road trip horror movie you know so often when we talk about those i think of things like the hitcher or Mm -hmm. um road games or that kind of stuff like this feels more playful
0: yeah, I mean, it helps that the movie's also like got an 88 minute runtime. So it's like a very distinct like 30 minute 30 minute 30 minute act break.
1: This is true. Yeah, a model of efficiency in terms of screenwriting. Good job, Don Mancini. Also, excuse me for a moment. While I
0: <laughs> I love the transition. Once we've cut to daytime, the song gets more intense. Mm hmm. Um, this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Uh, we Physical we comedy both, for days. Physical comedy for days. We both saw the uh, French film Le Diabolique uh, after having seen this film. But mm-hmm. this scene is very much an homage to the French film *Les Diabolique. Or if you've seen the American remake with Sharon Stone, Diabolique.
1: Right. Both good, although we do prefer the French original. hmm <laughs> So gross her finding the hair sticking out there. Also her but, roots... Like, did she break the body down or did she just like American style squeeze it in? There? I was going to
0: say it was full American style. Like I- I'm okay. upset we don't get we don't get a scene of her like breaking the bones to fit him in there. But yes, that's Ooh. absolutely what happened. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't think that that would be in keeping with the tone and the humor of this film. But yeah, in a, mm-hmm. a harsher, meaner film, I can absolutely see we would have seen her. But honestly, I feel like nowadays, if we were remaking this film with the kind of current way we make chucky we probably would get a couple of leg and arm cracks wouldn't we
0: yes a hundred percent uh caitlin hard to agree on liar liar by the way um that also actually that may have been the first film i th- no, you know what the first film i saw jennifer tilliam was this i think it was an hbo movie called um house arrest where all these kids lock their parents in the basement but it's like okay. a family comedy it has like uh kevin pollock jamie lee curtis in it but jennifer tilly is like the stepmom of one of the kids and they all get locked in the basement
1: <laughs> hmm yeah, Mitch is talking about the idea that white vests and tank tops are prime hot. Um, what's fun is that this is actually ahead of the game of the like queer coded women in horror films wearing tank tops that happens in like the early 2000s remake era right like Jessica, oh, Beale. Yeah, Jessica Biel Jessica I guess we Ooh, actually know I have to walk that back because we were doing a lot of Jennifer Love Hewitt in tank tops but I appreciate a good a tank on a on a man when he's got shoulders the size of a Buick like Mr. Stabile
0: here I don't know if was was Jennifer like, wearing a? T- it was definitely a white shirt, but I don't think it was a tank top. But it was enough to have her titties all out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also love yeah, like her like little like humping the air <laughs> when she's yeah. talking to him.
1: <laughs> well, she's trying to sexually engage him, but of course he's a good boy, so he won't he won't take the bait. But it doesn't stop her from trying
0: a lot of this scene was improvised or at least like they really uh, Ronnie you let Tilly and Stabil just kind of like do their own thing with this and so a lot of the physical comedy that you mentioned earlier was courtesy of Tilly shocker I know
1: right she has good instincts you can tell like her penchant for comedy is good Mm-hmm. 100%
0: this also like this like studded zebra oh I was gonna say Tiffany a whole different outfit okay, yeah yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's a little bit of classic late 90s misogyny from uh chucky i mean yeah
0: that's to be expected i feel like <laughs> sure
1: it's just funny what that we then get lines from him on the tv show where he says things like you know oh jake i i have a queer kid i'm oh, not a yeah. monster
0: and you're like okay but you were deeply misogynistic in your early outings, sir that's very much Mancini evolving with the times. 100%. And truthfully, like, we haven't really mentioned it because we're, I guess because it hasn't really come up yet. But, like, the whole premise of the original film was that Chucky had, he could only switch himself into the body of the first person he told his secret to, meaning right. he's, like, a living doll. That kind of gets either retconned or ignored completely in this movie because then we introduced the heart of Dumballa, which, again, has never been a thing in this franchise before this film. No. no. But you know what? We're we're willing to accept it, and we welcome it <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. I mean, the the chant does say Damballa. We just never saw it. Right. Yeah.
1: It's brand new.
0: I love the design of this doll too. I do too. Yeah. I think it's great. I love the green eyes. Um. It's interesting. Do, do you find that the Chucky doll is more expressive than the Tiffany doll in this movie?
1: I do and i i can't help but wonder if it's maybe just because it's on screen more so they needed to do more with it but um
0: so yeah. apparently it's because because they worked with at least i, I this isn't the same doll they use in previous films but they had like layout already so they, they, they had could models make, yeah they could yeah they had they could make this doll really quickly tiffany was a brand new thing so she had fewer like Not gears, but, like, just Mm -hmm. robotics in her face to make her more emotive. Love that, by the way. The the original Damien. (laughs) The
1: reveal is so good, yeah. Every time I see actors in baths or showers, I always think about just how long the shooting days are. And often these scenes would require them to be in there for hours at a Mm -hmm. time. And I just think, oh... I don't like a bath enough. Oh, also, uh, "Murder She Wrote." This is the most of Jessica Fletcher you've ever seen, right?
0: Yeah, I've never seen a single episode of this show. <laughs> I know all the gays love it. I know the gays love Jessica Fletcher. I just, I just didn't grow up watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that the Bride of Frankenstein references are a bit on the nose, but I mean, eh. who cares? It's who cares? it's universal. You can, you can do it. Do it.
1: Well, and also it just. Again, it matches the tone of this film so well, right? When you're Mm -hmm. seeing her responding to this, I think it, A, humanizes this character who Mm. is often reprehensible up to this point. Like, Tiffany's not a good person at all. So to see her feeling genuine emotion over what happens to the bride, I think is very... It's good character development. It's also good foreshadowing. But it just... I don't know. Like, I think it reflects Mancini's playfulness. Like, he's very aware of horror history, and he's drawing these natural connections.
0: This is kind of the thing, though, right? Like, I mean, T- Tiffany, the character, adds a huge camp factor to this franchise. Like, So much, yeah. There were comedic moments in the first three films, but this is really the first, like, truly, like, campy film. But yes. it's these moments from Tilly, which, again, like, she's about to be out of the movie physically for the rest of it. Wild. But it, it almost grounds this character in a way that you really do feel for Tiffany in this film, mm-hmm. which is saying something considering she is a sociopathic murderer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> She's arguably as bad as Charles Z. E. Ray. But I mean, I think that's a testament to Tilly's performance as well, mm-hmm. right? Like she brings an innate likability with her to a character that maybe otherwise wouldn't have had it.
0: Oh, yes. Multiple murderer. <laughs> there we go. Let's get our lingo right. Oh, here we go. Fireworks. Yeah. So this is obviously a scene, too, where CGI was used to enhance some of the shots, like these electric... F- which, again, it looks fine because it's not like a shot built around CGI.
1: Exactly. Also, I will say, I mean, A, the bubbles here anticipate the later honeymoon sweet massacre that we're going to see with the shards of glass mm-hmm. falling. But I also feel like it directly anticipates that iconic death in, Ooh, am I going to get it wrong? Is it curse of Chucky where we see the skylight fall? Cult.
0: That is cult of Chucky. Cult. But yes, okay. you're correct. Um, yeah. The, I, I, as much as I love the overhead shot of this, room in this trailer you're just, you're, i mean because it's not just that they, they can fit a bathtub in the trailer but there's a bathtub plus like five feet of space on each side of
1: it 100 it is <laughs> wild we're gonna see a moment late in the film where jade has dug it's either jade no it's uh some random guy is exhuming some random charles lee yeah. ray's corpse but when you see there is a full like eight feet of area around the coffin and i'm just like why would you have spent this much time digging this but
2: it so weird in this movie yeah.
1: Also, um, I said you take a drink, but I'm going to take a drink for Tiffany's death, even though yeah, she's now no, a doll.
0: She totally died. She gets resurrected, but the death still happened. Oh, did not know that, Mitch, actually. Oh. Um, I wonder why they maybe it was too complicated to do the bathtub um, in 1988. Uh, right. Nevertheless, I think it works better here anyway.
1: Yes, so uh, for folks listening at home, this is uh, the bathtub death was originally for Maggie in the original film.
0: Oh, yes. But it's okay. She got a good hammer in the head and fell out a window.
1: This is true. She had a good fall. She had a good run. See, I I do think that Tiffany's face looks emotive, but it just doesn't have the same range, right? Like, it's still good. It just isn't quite in the same league as Chucky's. But it's funny because, like, her face looks different now that Tiffany is in it compared to just how the doll
0: looked. I think it's her eyebrows. I think she often looks um, angrier. Right. More, she either looks angry or she looks kind of like, ah, oh, like surprise Ooh. for a lot. <laughs> <least>. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that Tiffany, uh, Ew. <laughs> 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 So yeah, here's our retcon. Like, okay, mm-hmm. we have our MacGuffin. We've got to go get this this uh, heart of Damballa. Sure. And I love that
1: a the picture from the newspaper is his dead body from the yeah! toy store. Like, we're <laughs> ever gonna print that as front page news? But also, I love that it conveniently has the heart of Damballa on it. It's Just like, cool. There, there we go. You go. And he was buried with it, of course. Of course. Yeah. This is why I love movies. Did I ever tell you the story of when I was uh, a teaching assistant for a first year film course, and I had one student who was just so resistant to everything like that, he would have said, well, that's just too convenient. You can't have that. And I was like, no, that's literally how you write and tell stories. Like, you have to have things happen so that you can progress the plot and move the characters forward. Like, everything to him was too convenient. And I was just like, I would love to read a story that doesn't do this (laughs) from you.
0: Yeah. Uh, Xenomorph, you're asking if we prefer the look of Tiffany here or bride. Do you mean here or in Seed? Hmm. Um, I will say I, I prefer the look here. Um, in And this is not me shading Jennifer Taylor or Tiffany at all. Um. I actually, this is my favorite characterization of Tiffany and my favorite look of the doll. Okay. I do think that the Tiffany character has gotten a bit more ditzy. Uh, right. uh as the franchise has gone on and that's not my favorite mode for this i think it provides some good comedy in that chucky tv series but i almost wish we had a more um like a, like this version of tiffany
1: well i also yes, like t- that i mean i also like that this is like a very goth take right you know this yeah. is how the character is introduced in this film so we keep the dress because we don't have i mean Where did she get a miniature leather jacket? We don't know. Who fucking cares? (laughs) But I love this idea that this is still the Tiffany we saw in human form. She's just now embodied by the doll. But like the costume Mm. still has to change. Obviously, over time, the character Morse, like, she's going to become a mother at the end of this movie. And we Mm -hmm. see her more in, like, Susie Homemaker kind of, like, 50s attire as the franchise progresses. But this is, like, such a fucking killer 90s look. The other realization I had trace, and this might make more sense to you because I know you watched it because we've covered it. She looks like Christy Swanson from the end of Buffy the Vampire Slayer when she goes to the prom. Oh, yeah. And she puts on Lou Perry's leather jacket, but she's got that full white gown. I was just like, huh, I wonder if Don Mancini is doing a little bit of referencing there. A hundred percent. But Tiffany's like, (laughs) (laughs) "Ah, act naturally. Yes, like a diva on a fainting couch.
2: (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, we didn't mention Blondie's Call Me Playing during that, but, um, right. the Best of Blondie was the second CD I ever owned after the mm. Best of the Eurythmics, um, and so I, I listened know. to Call Me a lot growing up.
1: Honestly, a fucking banger. Mm-hmm. All right, now we have to come back to Jade. <laughs> I feel like I forget about them <laughs> whenever I
0: we're not with them. Here's the thing. I mean, the, the Jade and Jesse stuff is definitely the least interesting part of this movie. Oh, sure. But... It's mostly because they're they're the straight people, right? Like, yeah. they don't get to really have a lot of fun in this movie. And so when mm-hmm. you have a film that's kind of embracing its camp aspect, you want to see the campy stuff. And so it's not that this stuff doesn't work. It's just right. inherently less interesting.
1: Well, and I do think it gets better as the film progresses. Like, when they realize that they're dealing with living dolls, they do become more interesting. I think because they've got more to react to. Like... I said I miss John Ritter when he's not here, but part of it is that they're trying to be very mysterious and secretive to make sure Mm -hmm. that they don't arise suspicion. And that's kind of what they're doing in this first act of the film but once he's gone and we move into the kind of film proper, like we don't have a secondary antagonist. It's just Chucky and Tiffany. Yeah. I think that's when their performances can go to that next level. So so you,
0: you are correct. The problem is that they don't learn about Chucky and Tiffany being alive until the final 20 minutes of the film.
1: God, is it really that late? Okay. Mm-hmm,
0: hmm. mm-hmm.
1: I mean, this movie does fly by. Like, I don't really oh, yeah. have an issue with the pacing in this movie. Apart from, you know, now when I watch it, I think, hmm. I'd love a little bit more. Like this movie does feel a little brief to me.
0: Yeah, I but I think you know it's an eighty-eight minute runtime. I think it mm-hmm. works for the most part. But I mean, would I take more of Chucky and Tiffany shenanigans? Absolutely. Yes, like throw always. it in there. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, and the uh, they're, they're going to run away with a thousand dollars.
1: When he says, I'm going to put a down payment on an apartment, I thought,
0: I'm sorry, what broom closet are you referring to? Oh, God, I miss the late 90s. I don't know, but I don't even think, I don't think $1,000 would have been good enough in 1998. Like, I know inflation is like a big thing, but...
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. I I do think that this could actually be considered commentary, that they are so dumb and naive and young that they don't even understand, like, the realities of living in the world... Thousand dollars gives you nothing.
0: Well, based on Jade's um living situation though, she gives off very much like a how much could a banana cost? Ten (laughs) dollars (laughs) energy, twenty (laughs) dollars.
1: Yeah, do you think it's weird that we make him her uncle as opposed to her overly possessive father or something? Like, it feels like an extra twist that I'm not exactly sure why we bother with in this film.
0: I'm not exactly sure, I'm sorry, uh, Liz, but £1,000 is about $2,000, just a heads up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is why we, we enjoy doing things that take place in different parts of the world, right? Because it's completely... Oh, and now oh, Joyce no. is getting corrected it's, that apparently it's more his than math that, right? is wrong.
0: It's more than that, then, right? It's not less than that. It's at least double.
1: Oh, wait. <laughs> God. Money talk, money talk.
2: <laughs> uh...
1: So here's some good meta commentary, right? Where we're saying, literally, leave the knife behind in the 90s.
0: <laughs> also, I'm apparently very off. It is not double yet. It's close to 1150. But um, y'all, y'all let, let me tell me of that. Because then I'll stop saying that to people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think you might be thinking of Euros, Trace. Which are usually about 2.1 oh, or 2.2. maybe
0: so. Also, drink for Martha Stewart.
1: There we go. It has begun.
0: Split so after. There we go. I'll just keep drinking. I, this, this is so fun, too. It's a, I, what I love is, you know, you mentioned, like, you know, she has, like, a 50s housewife to get up at some point, or like, like, her a- attitude around it. But this, right. it, it feels almost like a, a sitcom from the 60s mm-hmm. or 70s that is, but just happens to be, oh, instead of, like, looking for something to do as a couple, like, that's normal, they're trying to figure <laughs> out how to murder someone.
1: <laughs> sure, yeah. And also very much, like anticipating the diy craze that would come when we start doing more like home renovation shows or like cooking with 20 minutes and four ingredients from a fridge or something it's like well what have we got in this van that we can use to murder this guy with
0: nails tilly's laugh too like it it, it doesn't it sounds almost like a completely different voice from hers it does
1: yeah i i feel like she modulates her performance in a way that brad durf doesn't have to because he is only ever chucky now like he's always the same whereas tiffany does have a kind of like peaks and valleys particularly in mm-hmm. this movie as she's adjusting to life as a doll i think this is so fun so playful
0: are we gonna call this a horror movie reference by the way
1: oh 100 yeah yeah i mean chucky himself says i feel like i've seen that before <laughs>
0: So that shot of the nails flying was clearly CGI. This is great right. makeup work though on John Ritter.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, the nails don't look like nails, they look like prosthetics, but oh, in the sure. same way that the stuff on Chucky's face looks like it. But
0: and yeah, that it's that lip, you know, like oh. Blah, blah, blah.
1: Mm-hmm. Just the right amount of gory detail.
0: Drink for the Hellraiser reference. There we go. Martha Actually, Stewart. It's
1: supposed to be two, isn't it?
0: Oh, maybe. Yeah, and <laughs> Mar- Martha again. So, <laughs> okay, ourselves. wait. We're about to get one of my favorite moments in this movie, though. And it's with okay. Tiffany... So she's cleaning up this She's scrubbing up the thing. Yes. And she makes this noise.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: she's doing that.
1: Oh, when she when the body falls on her, the bag oh, she, falls on her? They throw the bag at her.
0: Whoop. Here we go. Huh? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: she's clearly having such a good time.
0: Oh, it's so... I wonder, like... I would love to be in, like, the booth when they're recording those things. Okay, make it sound like you just got hit by a piece of luggage. Okay, make it sound like now someone's carrying you by the hair. Huh,
1: huh, 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 right? Just... <laughs> I mean, I guess you workshop it, right? You think about, okay... If this happened to me, what noise would I make? What kind of response would I have? And so on. But
0: I don't know. I would be terrible at it. <laughs> uh, got some weed in there that Chucky is mm-hmm. very excited to have. Yep. And we're
1: finally up, sort of on the road. <laughs> we won't get bit. far, but we're sort of on the road.
0: <laughs> this guy. I love that they give him the name Nose because he does look like a Needlenose
1: hmm I was so convinced that I had seen him in other things, but when I looked up his filmography, it was just like, oh, I think he looks like another Canadian I maybe know.
0: So, is this just, like, the cool place the kids in town hang out? What is I don't know. this? <laughs> like, it's like a diner. I thought that this was, like, a rest stop,
1: like, you know, where you get off the highway and there's a couple of restaurants gathered together, but yeah, like, this is very clearly... The coolest place in town.
0: <laughs> and I don't know why. If this movie were set in the 50s, I would mm-hmm. buy this as like a location. But yeah, like, what is this? I don't know. <laughs> like, that that looks like the side of a drive through place.
1: That's videos. We've got a fry truck. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Were food trucks a thing back then? Maybe they were. Shit. Maybe I'm just like, I, I don't know.
1: I mean, I'm assuming chip trucks for sure, for sure. But maybe not to the extent that we know them now. Maybe not. Oh, boy. I do think it's funny, though, that, like, A, this guy is fully on the record as saying, oh, yeah, like, I'm basically being paid extra yeah. in addition to my wages to be a terrible cop. So it's like, oh yeah, Bride of Chucky says A cab, cops are terrible in this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. But also this idea that, from all accounts, like, we have no <laughs> idea how big this town actually is. But I it feels like it's a very small place and that we maybe have two of our police officers... Solely focused on keeping this teen couple apart.
0: Yeah, John Ritter's not a good policeman. No. I'm sorry, that visual of Chucky smoking that joint is... Hilarious. Hilarious. I, I, I don't think I've seen this movie in theaters, but I would kill to see this in an audience in 1998. <laughs> With the, seeing the reactions to that. Oh
1: gosh, I think I saw it in theaters... I can't recall. It seems like I would have because this was very much the time, but I didn't have a relationship with the franchise. Um, I think I saw it, and I think I... No, I, I must have seen it because I remember my reaction to the boy, but it would have been... I don't know. Like I remember people having difficulty with the change in tone because it's like, mm-hmm. wait, Chucky is funny now all of a sudden.
0: Yeah, which is fun Again, the... <laughs> It's like the concept of it has always been kind of funny. Even that second and third mm-hmm. movie, like they do like he does a lot of one-liners and jokes. It's mm-hmm. just the movie around him was still kind of serious. Um
1: Right. In the same way that we wouldn't say a nightmare on Elm Street is hilarious or meta in that way, right?
0: Sure, sure,
1: sure. Um Chucky's just throwing these kids under the bus by throwing. I know.
0: The I was like, what an idiot. Like just leave it in your <laughs> pouch.
1: But also, he really doesn't care, right? You know, but he does care because boy- he
0: need he needs the kids to get them the hack and sack.
1: Well, but he knows that he can take care of it if he needs to. This guy really is a Weasley. Holy cow!
0: I just always think it's funny that it's like, oh, it's weed. Like I, I, I know, right? like where, where are they? I guess they're close to New Jersey. Nah, whatever. Right. Um. Nevertheless, I'm sure wherever they are, weed's legal now. <laughs> oh,
1: 100%. Yeah, because they'd be in New York State, right?
0: I guess. So, again, we have a couple different dolls that we're using here, but we also do have uh, some dwarf actors that takes, uh, that do stunts for them when they have to do things like this. Uh, this is a CGI shot, and I think it's probably the worst-looking CGI shot in the film.
1: It is, yeah. And then when we're seeing it from behind, that's clearly like, a natural actor.
0: Yeah, so we have Ed Gale, uh, who is a dwarf actor, and then uh, Debbie Lee Carrington, who sadly passed away back in 2018. Um, They're playing Chucky and Tiffany, uh, respectively. Uh, Like, the overhead shot when they're having the shovel fight at the end, um, that's them, obviously, like, doing that.
1: Okay, that makes sense, yeah. This is too funny.
0: (laughs) There's just something about the way this doll is moving. (laughs) Oh, here we go. I will say, this line killed in the theater. Oh, I rude believe it. Rude fucking doll. And see, that's the thing. When I, when I would see this on TV, it was rude dull. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>
1: the attempt at, you know, cons- the, the attempt at, at hiding what was actually being said, as though no one understood.
0: Well, that's... I, I'm trying to decide if I prefer like just muting the audio when, the, when in those TV edits or if i prefer them to like dub over with something silly like in the faculty josh hart it's like fooey when he's clearly saying fuck and like i kind of mm-hmm. like that that adds to a camp factor for me 100% i would rather have
1: a weird dub as opposed to mm-hmm. also look at this destruction <laughs> this oh, one yeah.
0: vehicle exploding this and is i love that wild. jade is like wait but i got snacks <laughs> also wait okay so okay She was able I guess it's like a gas station Like she got groceries At this place
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean They might have had Stuff like snacks In the video rental store But yeah I get the impression That there's Just a bunch of different (laughs) Like this fucking bitch
0: Like, I'm sorry, what? How do you know anything that's going on? (laughs) I guess, too, I kind of feel like given the look of all the people at this establishment, I feel Mm -hmm. like they would have been like, yeah, like when this cop blew up.
1: (laughs) Exactly. The fact that a cop showed up would have killed this party vibe. Yeah. They were clearly doing some kind of, like, early effort at a tailgate party or something, right?
0: Yeah. Anyway, we're back on the road we back in the rep,
1: But uh, uh, I'm going to drink for the death of our
0: needle nose. Go. So, um, again, the, the the human drama in this film is just Jade and Jesse think each other might be the killer. Right. It's fine. It's fine. It's
1: fine. I think it it generates some good kind of comedy as we move along. And I like that it's also the way we reintroduce David into the mix, right? Because... He's the only one who can kind of talk him down off the ledge. Right, right,
0: right, right, right,
1: But also, we don't know enough about their relationship to really understand how they feel about each other at this moment.
0: Like, well, I guess that's my thing. It's like, wow, y'all turn each other really quickly. Um, it's true. But it, that might also be kind of the commentary where right? like they're teenagers. So it's like maybe they've been together yeah. for three months and they just think they're meant to be together.
1: <laughs> 100%. Yeah. And also, it gives us hilarious reaction shots from Tiffany and Chucky, where they're just laughing at these kids
0: being in this dilemma. Oh yeah, that, that and that's the funny part of it too.
1: Yeah. Oh, so Xenomorph is asking how old they're supposed to be, but they're they're still no. clearly in high school.
0: Yeah, they're teenagers. They are one hundred percent teenagers.
1: She's talked about how she's going to get away from John Ritter shortly because she has not turned of legal age yet. Yeah. Also, I wanted David's shirt. I love these kinds really? of like oh, I love that kind of fashion. It's like very sixties kind of mod with like a chunky neck and like a single kind of stripe. Very fashionable. <laughs>
0: um also Katherine Heigel would have been nineteen when they were filming this, so she's not too far off from the age she's meant to be. Right. I did look up Nick Stabil. I think
1: he he's was probably like, older. He was twenty six or twenty-seven, so yeah very
0: inappropriate <laughs> would well, you can well, no, tell like no. he looks like a full-grown fucking adult <laughs> he does live in a trailer park so he's like on his own like he's a... you know what honestly <laughs> that is a little weird <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i i do
1: think he's meant to be older which is maybe one of the reasons that she's attracted to him but you would think he would have a bit more street smarts given mm-hmm. that yeah he is living by himself maybe that trailer park is just like I inherited it, and it was mostly free.
0: Maybe. Um, I also love. So I know, like, we don't talk about how dead bodies shit themselves often um, in horror films, <laughs> even though that's very much the case. But <laughs> no, I can't
1: say that we've talked about that too too much.
0: No, but I just love that it's like, okay, it's the blood because like, later we'll get like you know, like David's like, "Pooh, something really stinks in here." It's like, yeah, because there's a corpse full of shit in that tub. <laughs>
1: I mean, I think you're just meant to read it as the body is decomposing. But sure, if you want to take it to a shitty place. (laughs) Here we are on the Canadian side of the Niagara Falls border. Do you recognize this? I've been to Niagara Falls. It's, It's just so kind of junky touristy. But yeah, it's very like neon lights down the strip, tourist haunts and that kind of stuff.
0: It's really interesting because I, I guess, Ronnie, you had more footage of Niagara Falls that he really oh, wanted okay. to use, but in the editing process, like they, they, it just didn't make any sense to keep it. So he's like, he's really bummed. He was like, yeah, so we have like basically nothing of Niagara Falls in this movie. And I was like, were you really like wanting <laughs> to really showcase Niagara Falls?
1: Maybe they got tax rebates from the city that said you have to highlight it as a tourism destination. And instead, mm. it's just like, oh, come to this super cheesy looking motel and get a bunch of people killed. <laughs>
0: Uh, I am a sucker for the cross-cutting in this, though, by the way. So, you know, mm-hmm. we have, like, uh, the, the 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 nuptials paired with a murder scene, which I think is right. just brilliant.
1: Yeah, it's good times. And, and really, this is Tiffany and Chucky's relationship kind of progressing in the same way, right? They're coming back to a place of romance after he fucking killed her.
0: My husband, I do this all the time. <laughs> Whenever a song comes up, we'll just be like... <laughs>
1: <laughs> boy, only with doll arms, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah. We don't go like this. We're going like, eh. <laughs>
2: oh boy. And
0: this is like, again a, a, a quiet moment for them too. We're actually mm-hmm. getting some dialogue where they're not just doing zingers with each other,
1: right? Which is important, because if not, it just becomes a joke factory, and we don't actually care about them as characters. And in order for the end of this film to work, and for Tiffany's quote-unquote betrayal to land, we need to care about them as individuals.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and get prepared for a split-diopter shot, too, because we're about to get one. All right. Laughing. Laughing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: they
1: take it too far. Oh, there we here go. we
0: go. Split
2: diopter!
0: <laughs> I love the laughing. The way Chucky moves too, he like he almost like it's like he hovers over, like he's not taking steps. He's like, ah!
1: Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. When the nails go in though, yeah it's a that. Oof. <laughs> Knife happy.
0: Also what I love to him, I'm sure they would have shot this all in like a row for uh John Ritter, but like later when David finds his body, that mm-hmm. is still John Ritter. Like it's not just a dummy oh, really? they have in, in the in the trunk.
1: Good on him. Yeah, I wonder if it was kind of okay, you're in makeup, let's, try yeah, let's to do get it all you. and we'll and
0: we'll edit this together later.
1: What a passionate kiss. Hmm.
0: I know, right? Like, I, honestly, this guy should have been like, are y'all sure y'all want to do this? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> like, you seem young and dumb and you seem full of cum, but your heart is not really into this.
0: Technically, though, if she's not of legal age yet, she should not have been allowed to do this wedding.
1: This is true. Yeah. Like, where is her parental guide? She's like, I've got a signature. Uh, don't ask my guardian, though. He's in the van. With a bunch
0: This image of them doing this, this is on the back of the VHS box.
1: Oh really? Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I just always love like whatever, whatever images they decide to use for like the back of the VHS box. Um, now more should how obviously like really fucked up ones. You know, like they actually would show like some of the fucked up the makeup murders. Effect. Yeah, this is just like Jesse and Jay just sitting on the bed. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: So I was trying to remember: Do we ever see this police officer again, or is he just maybe show up in the opening of Seed? I can't recall. Oh,
0: you mean after? You mean after this film? Yeah. I don't know. I think he's considered dead. Okay. Uh, Also, Margot Kidder's daughter, Janet Kidder, is in this scene. Um, Mm -hmm. This this character is doing something. I don't know what it is, but I like it.
1: Oh, it's amazing to the point where I actually wish that um, we kind of stayed with them for a little bit longer because I think they're very fun and we could have drawn this out a little bit more.
0: I think so, too. But I mean, she's just overacting perfectly. Oh,
1: 100%. Yeah, like the idea that these two are grifters who are maybe sexually fluid, like I'm very much getting a, hey, we're going to rob you, but also we both want to fuck you.
0: Kind of. Yeah, but uh, yes, yes.
1: (laughs) You're like, really? You're going to fight me on this? Look at the way these two are acting.
0: (laughs) I wouldn't talk if I were you.
1: Very weird. Yeah.
0: I love that. Yeah, that the eye. See, that's good. Like that eye shot of Tiffany, like mm-hmm. seeing her steal that wallet.
1: I mean, we get a bunch of good eye acting. Mitch referenced earlier that Heigel's acting during the, the nuptials is actually pretty good as well.
0: Eye acting. Yeah. I want her robe, too. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure that you're not a drag queen i really like women's robes actually because they're so i bought um like a, a faux silk like grandpa pajama set and it is the mm-hmm. most comfortable thing i've ever slept in so i just like i live for this like weak ass fabric
1: fair fair also i'm going to quickly correct you she is not margot kidder's daughter she is margot kidder's niece, niece so niece. stop the comments we don't want to hear about
0: it. <laughs> um also i call people thieving sluts all the time because of tiffany
1: i mean of course you do that sounds very you
0: it sounds very pc
1: i will say um quintessential 90s moment is his like silk novelty boxers
0: oh yeah um also she's like i, I told you it would have got more action at club med so instead what? of going to club med you went to this motel
1: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely Yeah. And and seemingly they're not actually here doing anything like wouldn't it make more sense for them to be in the casinos or out at the clubs? Like, why are you at a very cheesy motel basically just fucking and acting like newlyweds? Like, that's not a way to make you money.
0: I don't know. Um, I think this is a fantastic set piece, by the way. Like, this is mm-hmm. shot really well. I love all this, like, today, like, the shot really well we have Tiffany just, like, kind of running off camera. Like, all yes. that's great. Love the POV stuff. Like, mm-hmm. again, it's it's not just Mancini's script that's very playful. I think, like, you and his cinematographer are very playful with how they shoot a lot of these scenes.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I was actually disappointed when I was doing research to hear that Ronnie Yu finds, like, he... He's become known as a horror director in North America because of this and Freddy versus Jason, Freddy versus Jason. and he, he doesn't like it. I, I think he's one of those people who says, you know, I've done a bunch of other movies. I, please don't pigeonhole me as just a horror director. But part of me is like, dude, these are two of your most well-known, very stylish well, movies. Like, Don't take it as an insult.
0: Well, that's what they're known for, because th- this was his 16th film, but only his second American film. Uh, the first yeah. being the family-friendly Warriors of Virtue that I have never seen, but definitely popped up in a lot of the VHSs I watched as a kid. Oh, okay. But uh, but honestly, like, after Freddy vs. Jason, he didn't really do a lot of American films. So I think for him, he's like, well, look, like I'm known as a horror director when I've done two horror films out exactly. of like 20 plus films in my career.
1: Yeah. I, I totally, totally get it. It's just, it again feels like that kind of Katherine Heigl effect where you don't need to shit on the movies that you're known for or that maybe got you to where you're going. Because, like, I don't know, every movie is somebody's favorite movie. And I don't think that that is something that we should take for granted.
0: I think it's easier now because of social media, like, sure. and, and where there's so much more fan interaction. Like, so, like, I mean, like, obviously fandoms are a much, they've always existed, but they're, yeah, I love that too. Uh, <laughs> they're much bigger now. And I think, I think now that creators have more access to fandoms right. and, like, seeing people actually appreciate their work. Whereas in 1998, yeah. like, you weren't really getting that. No. So I understand it, but yeah, it's it's definitely you see more people be proud of like their quote-unquote lowbrow work nowadays because they interact with people who do appreciate it.
1: This is true, yeah. Like, I wonder if he went to cons and got to see how people reacted to this. But even then, I mean, it's weird how when we talk about these movies, like you and I, we talk about them as Mancini properties because we can sense his queerness and, like, his yeah. authorial presence, right? Like, I don't it's, I should think of this movie as a Ronnie Yu movie, because his stylish direction is really elevating a lot of Mancini's written work, but I yeah. mostly think of it as a Mancini property.
0: I, isn't that interesting? Which, granted, to be honest, after this, like, he does direct all the stuff tri- in the frame. Like, yeah. He directs the next three inches of the, in the... Oh, that doll butt. <laughs> oh, God, the tongues... <laughs> yeah. This in uh,
1: Team America, right? doll sex
0: yes oh i forgot about i actually need to rewatch team america i haven't seen them forever yeah
1: oh talk about an un-pc movie
0: yeah there's shitting in that movie there is (laughs) talk about shit (laughs) there
1: we go because shit is funny let's comment so i feel like i remember seeing this in at least the trailer or something to that effect where people were like, oh my god, I can't believe A, these dolls are having sex, but then we're making jokes about rubber.
0: I don't know if this would have been in the trailer, but I definitely remember like people talking about this mm-hmm. in school. Like, it was like, oh my god, the dolls have sex!
1: Yeah. I mean, it's a good talking point. I think it's it's an amusing bit in this movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah. Also, silk sheets. Ugh. But that's that cheap-ass honeymoon hotel. Right. Oh, we got cell phones, though. I mean, I I mean, look at hers. Hers is definitely like nearly a flip razor, baby. Uh I think it's one that just like slides down almost. I don't know. Oh, no. Also, what is David's? What is David's story? Like, is he also a minor or because it's it's her friend, right?
1: It's her friend, but he clearly also knows Jesse because he knows him well enough to talk him off the ledge here in a moment. So I get the impression he's kind of a, a mutual friend. But I think we default assume that he is a better friend of Jade's because he is the stereotypical gay best friend. Hmm.
0: I guess we didn't really get to comment on it earlier, but like he does talk to like to, to Jade about how you know his mom found a letter and blah blah mm-hmm. blah, or his, his his boyfriend's mom found a letter and you know right. Again, stuff that you wouldn't normally see in a film, period, like of this type at the time.
1: Well, no, I, I think we typically would have just queer-coded him. Like the mm-hmm. interaction he has with John Ritter where he's trying to come off as hetero, but he keeps talking about things like figure skating and other traditionally stereotypically gay elements. But to actually acknowledge he is queer, he was seeing a boy... It ended badly. Broken hearts. Like, yeah, you know, it's a small moment, but in 1998, I think it's a really significant moment.
0: A hundred percent. I don't know why Kathy and Jimmy has a cameo in this movie, but I'm really happy she does.
1: Absolutely. A muck a muck a muck.
0: I was like, talking about your Hocus Pocus. I'm actually like, I know Kathy Jimmy, Obviously, your Hocus Pocus. Sister Act's mm-hmm. the other big one. I know her from. Right. Or if you grew up watching King of the Hill, obviously she's the voice of Peggy.
1: Uh, okay. Uh huh. And we're about to go on the run again
0: there aren't a lot of jump scares in this movie but I actually mm-hmm. do find this one we're about to get with David pretty effective <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a funny jump scare it is
1: yeah indeed it's very much like a lighter version of Anne Hesh banging on Jennifer Love Hewitt's window
0: yes <laughs> hey <laughs> <laughs> multiple murderer there we go there we go <laughs> but also like
1: so what he drove over there and then left his car at the motel at the scene of the crime to get I in the guess?
0: van yeah maybe he's like oh y'all just drive me back here at some point they're not gonna tell me
1: just like david baby no you need to go and live your own full life do not get mm-hmm. <laughs> tied down with these two
0: also, look, our, we're already past the hour mark. We've got 20 minutes left in this movie. Wild. Absolutely wild. P U. P
1: U. Ugh, something really stinks in here.
0: Poo. <sighs> <sighs> it's just a silly line. <laughs>
1: mm hmm. I love how quickly. Yeah, they, they really are like flip flop. You know, the minute that they hear something that kind of appeals to them. Oh, yeah. No, I guess it could have been Warren. Warren seems like a killer. He probably did all these yeah.
0: things like we're fine. <laughs> They're easily influenced.
1: This is true. These would be the two that you know what? It's good that uh, Tiffany and Chucky helped them because those grifters probably would have taken them for every penny.
0: A hundred percent. Yes, we're, I, we root for them when they kill those people. <laughs> so yeah so this is really john ritter I, this must right. be yeah like an insert show like they shot this and then just like, inserted it here
1: sure yeah because so we just have to light it to make sure it looks like it's day as opposed to night and so on right but also david reacts very quickly i mean i know he has definitely just found a dead body but the way he pulls this gun on
0: jade you're like okay the friendship is done It's like his death is like really good, but it's kind of a thing where I'm like, dude, why are you just running? I I know you're in shock. Like you're in Mm -hmm. shock because you are seeing dolls talk to you. But dude, you just walk out into the highway. Into traffic. (laughs) Maybe maybe go the
1: other way towards the side of the road. Not into oncoming traffic. (laughs) Also,
0: he turns really quickly on them too. Like I I, I know he just found a body, but still. I just said that. (laughs) I'm repeating it. I'm reiterating it.
2: oh
1: uh, yeah he does not look comfortable uh, with that gun though
0: so more cgi here of course a lot of his guts are going to be cgi but i think it sure. happens quick enough to... that's the thing a lot of the, the scenes that are like focused on cgi mm-hmm. they're so quick that it's, it, you can't even like really register that they're yeah
1: 100 percent. like that that looks like it's augmented practical effects but yeah you know the fact that we don't really see anything more than the bloody front uh of the truck which is very mean, by
0: the way. We oh, knew what yeah. happened to him. We didn't need to see that. That is mean. Ooh, Don't do yeah. that. <laughs> it's like very Final Destination 2E. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: But that is our uh our very clear queer for the film Eliminated.
0: Dead. Oh, I guess drink for David, everyone.
1: To my high school crush. <laughs> Yeah, Mitch is saying it feels almost like uh, a homage to one of those actors where they're like, oh, uh, I'm done. I got to go and get on to my next project. It's like, uh, kill him and let's go. Like, <laughs> we don't have him on set
0: anymore. I will tell you that um, Teenage Trace thought the whole, the, this line we're about to get about the, um. in fact, if it were a movie, it would take three or four sequels just to do it just. I thought that was ingenious. So funny.
1: <laughs> so clever. Oh my God, they're talking about the movie we're watching right movie- now. Ah! But I think it's also just because that did feel so novel at the time. No, it did. Right?
0: Well, I hadn't seen Scream, so I didn't know that it was like, obviously, this is aping Scream. I'm not sorry. It's not even aping Scream. It's just doing the meta thing that Scream had popularized by this time. Mm hmm. And it was interesting to me because this movie like the reviews were eh, they were like half and half. Like some people appreciated it a lot of like heavy hitter critics did not appreciate this and they thought a lot of like the meta humor was really obnoxious and I was like I'm just a little surprised by that. I'm I'm surprised that more critics weren't didn't appreciate like the like a, a lot of them said oh it's it's gone into self parody at this point. It's Like mm-hmm. yeah, but intentionally so. Like it's not accidental.
1: Yeah, the fact that they couldn't acknowledge that the franchise was changing directions and,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, taking it at face value is very weird. But at the same time, I mean... I think it's very reflective of how horror has traditionally been treated by critics, particularly before the internet sort of popularized people who love the genre. I think for a lot of people, it was just like, oh, it's resorting to comedy. What's next? Are we going to send Chucky into space? Because the movie has played its course. This franchise has nowhere new to offer or go. Right,
0: for sure. Oh, I love (laughs) something in uh, inconspicuous with a little style. Um Uh
1: (laughs) You know what? We love an RV in this fucking movie. (laughs)
0: a hundred percent well see honestly they should have given tiffany an rv i would maybe believe a bathtub could fit no 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 i can't you know what? No, no i can't no <laughs> I she, uh, she gives her the the beauty mark on her lip yeah
1: not gonna lie the makeup looks a little hoary it's <laughs> kind of cheers for these dead old people oh
0: yeah they're dead excuse me That looks like a full size stove.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, well, but I think I think in this vehicle, it. Well, you know what? I don't think I've ever been in a Winnebago. I don't know if I've right. ever actually been in like a trailer. I have been in like a, like a big RV that had like a mm-hmm. shower in it. I guess, but like, uh, okay. it was like mm-hmm. it was it was like it was like bunk beds on the side. Like it was like built into the wall. It wasn't like a oh, yeah. bed and like. I don't know. Hmm. Oh, because, you know, I I used to work for a party bus company and we had a bus that um, that bands would use on their tours.
1: Oh, okay, Yeah, I imagine those would be pretty decked out because you're going to spend a lot of time in there.
0: Yeah. And let me again, you have like six bunk beds, essentially, on the sides of the bus. Right. I
1: love that the movie takes a domestic turn now.
0: Oh, it's so funny. Like, this is so great also the the whole like you know oh you know what we have not been drinking for What's my up? mother always said my mother always said my mother oh, always fuck. said so sorry y'all but i use the whole like you slaved all day over this you can the least a man could do is wash the dish like i that i live by that motto because my husband doesn't cook <laughs> right
1: i will say i don't cook i do all the dishes so
0: exactly clearly exactly
1: this this movie was either made for queer men or uh it's just a good life motto to adopt (laughs) oh his teeth are so
0: gross yeah he looks like a messy eater (laughs) a nice hunger wood (laughs) his his face reaction to that 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 is good shit (laughs) right Also, he's just got this chocolate chip like all over Mm -hmm. his lip.
1: Yeah. The dolls really do have a shocking amount of just life in them.
0: That's kind of the thing. And that's like, you know, watching the Chucky show with the puppeteers. It's like one thing that all these movies do. Like like, these dolls feel like real characters. Like they don't feel like they're just dolls with voices coming out of them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, no shade to... um something like Puppet Masters, where it's very clearly, you know, like people negotiating dolls and, mm-hmm. you know, they do have some personality to them, but they don't have the expressiveness that we get in something like this.
0: Right, for sure. And we can shape Puppet Master, it's not a good franchise. <laughs> it's not my favorite, we'll put it that
1: way. <laughs> but we're going to have to cover it one of these days because David Dakota definitely does one of them.
0: Ugh. I've seen the first one. I've seen Littlest Reich, and I'm good, but oh, that's fine. Littlest Reich was fucking awful. Yeah.
1: Um, I do want to say, I really, really like the use of slow motion in that last sequence that we just saw. So when Jade kicks Tiffany into the stove, and then also oh, yeah. when Chucky goes out the window and we see the glass breaking around him, A-plus direction Ronnie.
0: Well, I mean, that's the thing, too. So, I mean, like the, the, the first three movies, the first one was successful. The second one was pretty successful. The third one was not um the budget for this was 25 million dollars which adjusted mm. for inflation that's almost a 50 million dollar budget for this today
1: yeah it's big It it's surprising in some ways because it feels like a gamble right this could have gone very badly like mm-hmm. just because meta commentary or self-referential horror films were popular doesn't mean that this was going to hit so it could have been like this could have been very financially problematic
0: yeah, and to be honest, it wasn't like a huge success. This movie made thirty-two million domestic, and I think fifty million worldwide. So it doubled mm-hmm. its budget worldwide, but it wasn't like a runaway hit, which I think is maybe why we it took so long to get seen to Chucky.
1: Right. Um. Because okay. by the
0: way, that so they, makes
1: no sense at all. I love this idea that these <laughs> these exposed wires light a fire that explodes. They,
0: shot this using four different cameras all at different speeds, different frame rates, and then they would okay. just kind of use it over it to um, to make it look cool like that. And I'm sure, right. of course, there's some CGI enhancement.
1: I mean, it looks good. I think it looks good. I Again, mm-hmm. I enjoy the kind of campiness of watching Jesse flying out. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so it's dumb,
0: stupid. but so good. Stupid. Um, I also love that Tiffany has a new Luke in this franchise. Uh, so we go from like her original look to her mm-hmm. Tiffany look. To this. (laughs) Right.
1: I mean, truly, she's a fashion diva because she is just constantly changing her look. Ow, ow,
2: ow, 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 ow. ow, ow, I love that. It's
1: so funny. I do also love the image of Katherine Heigl holding the doll that is holding her at gunpoint because it just seems so dumb to me. (laughs) Like, it Uh, makes sense,
0: but... (laughs) I love how, like, expedited this entire thing is. Like, so fast. They heard on the radio, oh yeah, we're gonna, like, exhume his body. Oh, dead guy. It's drink for dead him.
1: Dead guy. Also, okay, I think we're about to get an overhead shot. Look at mm-hmm. how much space oh, <laughs> someone yeah, has no.
2: Gotten. It's like he needed to have the
0: walking room. <laughs> like,
1: you could have a dance party. Yeah. This open
2: how? Party. how did he
0: do this? Oh, this is great, too. I wonder if they waited for him to do all the work. He's like, wait, wait, wait. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Yeah, everybody hang out here for a couple of hours while (laughs) while he digs this up. Chucky's reaction to his own corpse is Uh, very fun, though.
0: Oh, yeah, that's it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There it is. The heart of Dumballa.
0: Oh, so good. It's just right there.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. We don't have to go digging around. It's not hidden inside.
2: <laughs> oh, that's good.
1: <laughs> also, it's just a skeleton. It would not smell... I mean, I guess she's 17 years old, so...
0: I mean, there might be a smell, but it wouldn't be like John Ritter's shitty decaying corpse smell. Right. pee Something
2: Ooh, really something smells really in, stinks here. in here. <laughs>
1: I think we talked about this on the episode, but this ending is very similar to one of Ronnie Yu's other movies. I think it's The Bride Wore White or The Bride in White or something. But
0: yeah, it's, um. oh my God, I I think it's The Bride That Wore White. There we go. Oh, sorry. The Bride with White Hair. That's what it's called.
1: Okay. But, you know, to me, this is so amusing because it's very, very clearly a soundstage where we've got a wind machine going and we've got lighting effects, and so on. But that artificiality is so appropriate. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't detract from the film in a way it almost augments it.
0: Yeah, like, I don't know if this is actually a cemetery, if this is a set they built. No, this I is a like set. It, I say, But it looks so, like, honestly, what, what's interesting is it looks like a set that would be used in a Universal Monster movie from the 30s. Correct, and, and, yeah. And that, that is very intentional.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's ironic, right? Because when you look at the film overall, obviously, Tiffany and Chucky's arc is kind of similar to Bride of Frankenstein, but they they don't overdo it with the references in that way. And yet, yeah, you get to this and you think, okay, this is so universal monster movie.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: To the extent that I'm gonna drink, because I need to do some damage on this before we have to chug.
0: I know. Also, I'm sorry, I love his uh <laughs> whenever <laughs> Tiffany tries to hug him. <laughs> I
1: mean, look at her, she looks repulsive. <sighs> also, knife in the back. Ouch. Also, don't pull it
0: out. That's I like the, know, I was like just the like, rule? No, like, no, no. Get him
1: to a hospital and then pull it out. He's probably paralyzed now. I mean, she probably killed him. Uh, yeah. That's why we never see him in future films.
0: He's also really brave, uh, Chucky, like, just to put that knife in his pocket like that. Like, assuming it's not going to cut through his, uh, his overalls.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, he's handled a few knives in his day.
0: I see. Okay, I'm I'm missing the scene where we see him tie them up.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> it took him 25 minutes. He had to run around a bunch of
2: times. <laughs>
1: Tiff just hanging out against the blood-splattered gravestone. <laughs> oh,
0: she looks so sad, too. Uh, she's yeah. just sad. Well,
1: I mean, think about it. She's waited 10 years for this reunion, and this guy doesn't fucking care about her. Well,
0: and I guess th- that is where, though, like, like the, the human side of the story does work, because Jade and Jesse are obviously meant to mirror Chucky and Tiffany and their ro- mm-hmm. romance.
1: Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Except theirs is toxic, Jade's and Jesse's is young, and blah. She's got
0: like flakes of skin coming off of her face, and he is kissing it.
1: It's just plastic.
0: Flakes of plastic coming (laughs) off of her face. Here we go.
1: Betrayal. We don't really do the their bodies are becoming more real slash they bleed and stuff in this movie like we do in the first three, huh?
0: Well, because it's the sex stuff that that's where that comes in.
1: (laughs) This is true. It's very it's hidden away until we need to bring it
0: back. Well, but yeah, what we missed, because there's a whole thing in that first movie where it's like, oh, like, I'm becoming human. And if mm-hmm. if I if I'm in this body for too long, then I'm permanently stuck in this body. Right. The Heart of Dumbala seems to switch that out. So, again, I've always filled in the gaps myself, even though the movie does not do no. that
2: for you.
1: <laughs> it is a very much a MacGuffin. The yeah. Heart of Dumbala does what it needs to do in different variations, depending on what we need it to do, mm-hmm. which is fine. She's like, like i'm in awe of this aesthetic like i can't yeah. imagine what it took to make the dolls look this way over the progression like kevin yeager so good
0: yeah it's all great so, so here, here's our, our uh, human actors again stepping in right. these overhead shots
1: now do you think they did that just because it would have been really difficult to organize the puppeteers or is it that they they wanted to have the dolls do more physically demanding things
0: I think it's the latter, because this, I mean, like, I don't think you could have had the dolls do this, um, have it look like actual, like, moving things, um, so I think they actually use the human actors, uh, very well, Mm -hmm. um, because, I mean, again, like, even in the close-up shots, I mean, they still look like dolls, like, they don't, like, they still move a little bit like dolls.
1: Right, this is true. Also, I, I stand corrected because we saw Chucky stab Tiffany through the gut out the back, and we did see that there's blood on that blade, so clearly they are... They have fluids.
0: Well, yeah, he, he ejaculated in her earlier. I know, Trey. <laughs> <laughs> Up in that doll coochie. Oh, my God. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: this is great, too.
1: <laughs> Just the way the doll shakes.
0: I love, I love his
1: little doll run towards the ladder, too. Ugh, cops. oh yeah
0: this cop this cop that's in this movie somehow
1: it reminds me a little too much of some of the adult storylines we saw in this most recent season of Chucky Chucky season 2 where you're just like Ugh, adults get them out of here yeah exactly <laughs> oh Catherine Heigl's about to become a true final girl here she comes
0: I just thought she hasn't wiped off that beauty mark.
1: <laughs>
0: maybe she likes it yeah, she's like, you know what? That's a good look for me.
1: Yeah. Makes me fashionable. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Slow motion shots. Here yeah. we
0: go. <laughs> didn't shoot him in the head, though. Oh, I've never noticed that his eyes are like rolled all the way back, though.
1: Yeah. No, me neither. And I do love the the visual symmetry of him landing right next to his own body
0: this shot i think looks really cool
1: right it actually reminds me of like you said it's a, a studio backlog kind of look yeah. but it reminds me a bit of like a psycho 2
0: yeah okay honestly it, that's it's so funny me. i was thinking psycho exactly like <laughs> like when i looked at that
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> look at her fucking hair <laughs>
0: Okay, so uh, he's like, here's the thing, though. He's like, hell, they didn't do it. They didn't do this murder. They are Mm -hmm. very much still wanted for the other murders. (laughs) 100%.
2: Yeah.
1: But no, we're just going to let them walk off into a field.
0: Literally, like, where do they go? I don't know where they are. (laughs) No.
1: Okay, so here's a question. Would we want Jade and Jesse to come back? Maybe not with these actors, because I don't think that they would come. But would we want to see them come back to the franchise? I'm, almost everybody
0: else has come back. I I I would love to see them come back. To be honest, like, the the people that I want to come back the most are Jade and Jesse, and I want to see Catherine Hicks's uh, mom of and uh, Andy come back.
1: Fucking justice for Catherine Hicks in this franchise.
0: I'm telling, because I, I, they really do. I mean, we because she goes to a loony band in the second one, which is why Andy gets you know never the seen home.
1: or referenced again.
0: Never. Well, so she does talk to Andy on the phone in the post credit scene of Curse of Chucky, right? Where he's like, he's talking, so she's out of the loony band, like, hey, whatever, but we don't see her.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch says, yes, but only if they came back as dolls. It does seem like other people are interested in maybe having them come back, but. Um, I'm serious, like, why not?
0: Also, also folks. Hy- oh, yeah. Chug your drink. Oh, he is not looking freaked out enough at this, by the way. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, this is an interesting doll that's moving like this. Oh, oh, it's a blood spray. It's very alien, hey? Let me rub this blood all over my face. Mm. You
1: know what? It's probably filled with like great like exfoliating chemicals or or just like rejuvenating. Eat that placenta. Rubber placenta.
0: So this final shot of it just jumping on his face. (laughs) Very funny. What a great way to end the movie too. Right at the 85 minute mark too. This movie is in and out. The pacing is just
1: boom. Faster than Chucky's sex scene.
0: Yeah, of God. Um, <laughs> yeah, all, all the puppeteers. I love that they're listed right after the cast, actually. That's really, really nice.
1: That's really nice. No.
0: Yeah. Ooh, Katherine Heigl and Jennifer Tilly had the exact same stand-in.
1: Interesting. Not, uh... Not really comparable, but okay. Sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Um... But yeah, I uh, I love this movie. I I do think this is my favorite movie in the franchise. Uh, okay. I am still happy that this franchise... The continuity is still going strong. We are getting season three of Chucky later this year. Yep. I'm just so excited to see what Mancini brings to the party.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, folks, he definitely gave us a spoiler of where he plans to take some of the characters. Yeah. And it's... Uh, I think it's going to be very polarizing, but very funny. But also, I think given... What is currently happening with our dystopian timeline, it's appropriate, and I'm excited to see how it plays out in real time.
0: I still want to see Jennifer Tilly, the character, return, even though, spoiler alert, she was exploded by a truck as well in season two of Chucky. This is true. But I wish we got her back.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like we, we want as much Jennifer Tilly and Tiffany as we can possibly get, but Don Mancini clearly loves these actors, so... Should be fine. And Mitch,
0: thank you thank you for reminding us. But yes, everyone, so we actually do um so we have an episode. It's on Cult of Chucky because our podcast mm-hmm. episodes do go by movie, but we had Dom Mancini on as a guest. So we we really spend about I want to say twenty minutes talking about Cult of Chucky, and then kinda of, yep. it's basically a big interview episode where we're just talking to him about everything.
1: The whole franchise, yeah.
0: Yeah, you can go find that on pretty much anywhere at you your podcast. Just search for uh, Horror Queers Cult of Chucky and boom, Dom Mancini's interview is gonna be there. And he is great. Um, he mm-hmm. is a wonderful man. And very candid, which I really appreciated.
1: So lovely. Yeah, very, very giving of his time. And also just it's so evident that he loves movies. He loves the people he makes them with. But also he has so much affection and joy for this franchise. Like he's not, oh, this is my legacy and I have to keep doing it. And I fucking hate it. And I resent it. And the fans. Yeah, it's like he's legitimately excited by where these stories get to take him. He still totally loves it. And it's more than 30 years later.
0: I, that's what i'm saying i truly and y'all correct me if i'm wrong i really don't know if there's another horror fran- film franchise that has been like fostered for this long with the same continuity i mean like may- no. maybe i mean i would say mission impossible is the closest i can think of but that would have started right. in 96 and not in this is 88
1: yeah yeah that's probably the closest one Which is also very impressive, but at the same time, it's like, especially in horror too, right? Where we just love to pass it off to somebody new, actors don't come back, like, there's no continuity between franchise films. It's like, it's rare. It's really rare. And the fact that we continue to get new, exciting permutations of this, and we can go from failed army story in three to hilarious meta commentary in four Ooh. it just shows the versatility of the franchise
0: that's what, actually y'all who would like to see um tyler the little kid from three and whoever played the girl girlfriend in three i i would love to see that girl come back because she was one of the best parts of three in my opinion but i digress Ooh. Anyway, <laughs> well everyone yeah that has been uh the horror queers audio commentary of bride of chucky uh we hope you'll had a lot of fun and um again uh mitch soho horror fest thank you so much for inviting us on to come and discuss this film
1: Yes, an absolute joy. Thanks for having us.